Welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is Saturday, October the 8th, 2022. This is episode number 186. Uh, my name is Jerry Avanoff. I'm one of the hosts of this podcast, and with me is Rich Casey. Rich, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jerry. Um, I think if you remember last week, talk, we talked a little bit about TikTok and how we both don't really get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even though some people are using it for, uh, you know, pushing their books or just, you know, making connections with readers. I spent some time this week actually going down the TikTok hole and I'm happy to say I still don't get it, but, <laughs> but I think I, I think if I had to, I could, I could do it. It sounds like a scary hole. I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just weird. I mean, people put up, even the people who are uh, slogging books on book talk or not even slogging them, just talking about books or, or things. They just put up these little weird 30 second videos. Not even that sometimes just flipping through books or showing their bookshelves or things like that. And they get, you know, some of them getting two, three million views on that kind it, of thing. It doesn't seem like it takes a lot of effort to make the video that you're putting up there. No. And they're wow. the vast majority of them are very low production quality. I it's like just, that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, turn your phone on and just go for it. Okay. And in fact, I, I, I I went back and I listened to an episode of the SPF podcast with a guy named AP Beswick. Uh, he and James were talking about TikTok, and that's basically what he says. When his daughter is getting dressed in the morning before he takes her to school, he pops into his office, runs off a couple of quick TikToks, and that's it. You know, it's just nothing. Don't, no thought really at all. Oh, I like that part of it. That yeah, great. that's that's the other good part, right? Yeah. It doesn't take any um, so I may I may end up trying something something oh, just eventually. Oh, I, I want to hear so much about it when you do. <laughs> um, my, I remember a buddy of mine sent me a TikTok to look at, like I don't know, six months ago, and I had to download the app to see it. And so I did it, and I watched it, and I went, "Oh, okay, that, that, thanks for sending me that." And then, like, I was getting just notification after notification, and I thought I, I can't, and I just uninstalled it for my phone. Yeah, that um, is a problem. That and the fact that you're giving up all your data to the Chinese. But uh, other than that, I mean, I feel like I've already done that. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> um, all right. So speaking of uh, data, let me jump into my stats here. So my stats are a little bit different because I'm not writing. Um, I'm going to give you what I like to call my, well, I like to call it because it's what it is. My chapter count slash page count slash word count, which is plotting related. So um, I've plotted the first 14 chapters, and that took me to the 50% mark of the book. So I'm about halfway through uh, six pages. So I, I created a, um, a Google document and just typed everything in there because it was easy for me to, to really stay with it to do that. So six pages. And the, the plotting itself of the first 14 chapters is 1,980 words. Um, and I don't really know what that means to anyone, but I just wanted to give some numbers. So I did. Uh, so you're talking, <laughs> uh, you, you've, you've sketched out the chapters about 150 words or so per chapter. And, uh, oh yeah, <coughs> excuse me. I, and I, you're, that yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, did you find that you had to change quite a bit or was it pretty much following what you had before? Or? I mean, it's like, I'm writing a whole new book. Um, there were, there were a couple, there were, there are some chapters, uh, that I will pull from the old book 
and <clears throat> change, but the the basic storyline of that chapter can stay the same. Uh, but that's uh, to be honest with you, that's kind of what it feels like more than anything. Is I'm just pulling specific chapters out of the old book. I'm I'm cutting out the way that I'm cutting is basically by cutting chapters. Uh, and if there was anything in the chapter that I need, I'll just stick it in one of these new ones. And then I'm pulling these chapters. Like, for example, chapter one of the old book is still chapter one of this book. It's just going to be only a third of it. Okay. Chapter two of the old book is still chapter two of the new book, but I'm cutting it down. But then chapter three of the of the new book is going to be like chapter eight of the old book. And I'm cutting all that stuff in the middle of it because it's really just, according to super editor scene, not really needed. So, um uh, Mail light. I'm assuming it's still 860. And last week's goal was to. Oh no, I didn't update that. Last week's goal was to um, get started and finish the plotting because at the time I just didn't know how long it would take, um, and then I'd be able to give a better estimate this week. And I got through 50 percent of it, so I'm assuming that my goal for this will be to finish it. But, but we'll hmm. see how the week goes. Okay. And you haven't heard anything about your rhyming story? I see that's there in the. Uh... <clears throat> no, they're going to, you know, if it's like the, the, the hundred word story, it took them a couple months before I heard anything. So I submitted, I ah, think okay. in like March or April and I didn't hear back until July. I didn't hear back until just before the second round. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure when the second round is this time. I'll look while you're talking. Okay. Well, I had very little writing time this week. It was a busy week, but almost none of it had to do with writing. Uh, I did manage to do a couple chapters in of editing in the book one, The Death Comes to Paradise. Uh, gained 435 words. It's now at 51,725. Again, like I said a couple weeks ago, I think this is probably going to make it into the ma magic realm, at least in the neighborhood of 60K words that C indicated that a mystery should be. Uh, and I basically made it through chapters 18 and 19 of the new structure, which right now looks like it's going to be about 31 chapters. So I'm, I'm getting pretty close to being a third of the way, or two thirds of the way through. Well, that's good. Um, that's good that you're going to reach that 60,000. It's funny because I was thinking about this earlier this week is that you wrote your first draft and then you had a developmental edit and now you're changing a whole bunch of stuff. And then I wrote my first draft and I had a, developmental edit that I didn't expect. And now I'm changing my whole first draft and we have the same editor who made those suggestions. So that's kind of interesting. I don't know why it just is. Well, and I think that's pretty much what, what you need to expect. If you're going to go the route of a developmental edit, they're going to, you know, well, they're going to point out the weaknesses in your story, point out the strong points, tell you the stuff that you need to kick to the curb and doing any one of those things is going to cause you to change the, maybe not change the core of the story, but definitely change the flow of it. And yeah, do all three, which C did for both of us. And it's going to cause a lot of problems. Well, mine, mine was, I'm not really changing. Now that I think about it, I'm not necessarily changing like the plot or the story itself. I'm just changing like characters, motivations will then change things. And I'm changing, um, uh, some of the th things, the events, I'm getting rid of some of the events that happened in the story, which also will make changes other places. But the story itself is pretty much still the same. She really just gave me a good outline on what to cut and then what little changes to make. So it's not a complete rewrite, but it's close. Right. right. So in a sense, uh, well, because you you had had overwritten it so much, uh, at least in her view, by about 30, you know, 50 percent roughly. Uh, yeah, you're, you're going through and you, you've got the whole story there. You just have to cut out the, the bits that don't really belong. Right. I, I, what I sent her was not too far off from 60 K. I think it was 70 K. I can't remember exactly. So 
the changes I have to make involve not only pulling stuff out, but also reinserting things. So maybe might it's a little bit different than yours. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's probably not that much different. It's just, no, work. I, it's a lot no, of I'm, work. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I remember when she emailed me, that was one thing she said was, this is going to be a lot of work. And some people, when they see something like this go, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'll do something else. And other people just tackle it. So we're both tackling it, which is nice. Right. Although uh, to be honest, I do get sidetracked into doing other things, right? Well, right. Right. Down little other things. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Because yeah. it's not really fun, you know. The editing, the editing process for me is not fun. I think you've said in the past that you like it. I do. Uh, I enjoy it. Yeah, I don't. I enjoy. I enjoy the first drafting more. The, the second part is, to me is, I mean, it makes sense. I understand why you have to do it. And from a reader's perspective, they certainly don't want to see anybody's first draft. But I, I think I do get a lot more enjoyment out of the first draft. Well, if we ever collaborate on a story, I think we know who's going to do what. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I just looked here and in the second round of this uh, rhyming story is December 1st through 4th. So my guess is I won't hear anything until potentially during or after 20 books Vegas. Right. Uh, right. I mean, I used to hear something while I was out there just so I could, you know, share it with people. I don't, I don't know who other than you, but still. Um, well, in a group yeah. that big, I bet there's somebody else that's doing it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, all right. So back to the outline here. Uh, let's talk about my week. Um, Sunday I was up early to golf and it was, uh, windy and cold because that's what it is this time of the year. And yet I still played pretty well. I chipped in on number four for a birdie and I don't get many birdies. I think that's probably my fourth or fifth this year. And that's about it. Um, which was nice. And I ended up being the low guy in the first nine holes because everybody else has is better than me, significantly better than me. I shoot 88 to 92. Sometimes I'll go below. Sometimes I'll go above the guys I golf with shoot in the high seventies, low eighties. And yet I was the low guy, which was really nice after. And then I was the low guy after 18, I won the round, which was pretty cool too. Um, I shot 89 and that's not me winning the round. That's just the other three guys losing the round because I, I didn't, I played a little bit better than I have lately, but they, they played terrible, which I loved every second of it. Um, I came home to watch the Browns lose, which, you know, that's what you do on a Sunday, seems like. And then I went back to working on my plotting. So I'm, I'm still working. So at this point, I was still working my way through the first three chapters, just making sure I get everything from C's notes into those chapters. And I was at the time taking stuff from the Word document she sent me and kind of copying them into the Living Writer empty chapters that I created. So I assumed chapter one would be the hook, chapters two, three, and four would be the setup, five, four, five, five six, and seven would be uh, the whatever the next segment is I can't think of, and so on. So that's kind of how I was doing it at the time. Um, you said you come, you came home to watch the Browns lose. At least you didn't come home to watch the Lions score 42 or 43 points and still lose. Yeah, that um, that probably would be more fun to watch as a Lions fan than what I watched as a Browns fan. Although as a Browns fan, I'm I think we're probably pretty similar. Where you you kind of expect that now. Oh, like, definitely. Even if they're winning and there's a couple minutes left in the game, you're just waiting for something to happen that gives the ball back to the other team so they can take it down and score. I think we're probably right. pretty similar there, and that's kind of what happened. It's like it's like what they're up two touchdowns and two minutes to go. We're not safe. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Uh, so that was through my Sunday. That's how far I was through the first three chapters. Monday, I was up early for work. I was up really early that morning. And I remember I was going through something that we had talked about the previous Saturday for the podcast. And I thought, oh, let's check out the Vegas flight. So I ended up booking my Vegas flight at like 630 in the morning on Monday. 
Um, I think I said to you, wait until Tuesday or Wednesday. That's when it's the cheapest. And I thought, well, I'm just going to book it and get it over. I ended up paying $530, which is about what I expected to pay. Um, and it has a layover, which is, again, I don't care. I don't care about layovers. Layover, I actually enjoy a good layover. Like when I went to Vegas in August, I scheduled three hour layovers because I can sit now with my laptop and I can write in peace and there's no, there's no distractions. There's no TV for me to change. There's no dog for me to worry about. So I don't mind those long labors. I think this one, these both have like 90 minute layovers once in Houston. I think the other one's in Denver or Chicago. I don't remember which, but, uh, that is now scheduled and paid for, which is good. Yeah. I still need to do mine. I haven't, uh, I was going to do it Tuesday and then I got tied up doing something else and forgot all about it. So maybe I'll yeah, try this Tuesday. Up here, you gotta, you know, you're getting close to that three to four week window. So yeah, um, I didn't really, I, I, I don't have on the outline that I did any plotting in the evening, so I must not have. I just don't remember Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I worked from home both days and did some plotting in the evening, working my way through the the early chapters. And then Thursday came along, and I thought to myself, I remember Wednesday night just sitting there on the couch with my laptop, thinking, you know, I have all these elements that I need to put in the right order based on what C said, but based on what I know about stories. And I've watched a lot of Perot lately. So I'm watching a lot of murder mysteries lately. And I just, I wasn't really doing a very good job of it by using living writer with my empty chapters. I needed a way to actually put everything out so I could just see it all at once. Um, so on Thursday morning, I had to go into work, into the office. And I, what I did was I drove, I, I drove, I have an hour drive and I just turned my radio down and literally just talked to myself the entire trip. Where's this going to go? Where's this going to happen? When is this going to happen? This is a lot of stuff that she said was from the first book that worked, but it needed to be, tr again, trimmed down and then put in the right place. And because I'm streaming so much, it's like this scene was chapter, you know, 35 in the first book. Where's it going to go in the second book? And and I did a lot of talking to myself and I made sure I, I kind of repeated my repeated myself throughout the trip so I wouldn't forget my memory stinks. And then as soon as I got to work, I opened up my laptop and opened up a Google document and typed in there the, mm. the, the notes that I had talked about on my way to work, which I find really does work for me really well talking to myself in my car uh, with the radio off. Um, See, for know. me, for me, once I got out of the car and got into a di different atmosphere, I would completely forget what I was talking about or thinking about in the car. I do. I walk from one room to the next. And just because I went through a doorway, I forget what I was thinking about or what I was going for. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite is when I, when I, in my previous life, I used to talk to my old boss on the phone. I'm, I'm at my house. He's at his house and he would call me and ask me to do something. And then we would talk for 20 minutes. We'd hang up and I would completely forgot that he asked me to do something. So it got to the point now where I have post-it notes all over my desk, where if you, if you were to say something, Hey, after the podcast, can you do this? I'd have to write it down on the post-it notes so that I would remember or else I would forget. Um, so uh, that was Thursday. And then at lunch Thursday, I took the items from the Google doc that I created and I put them into my living writer, empty chapter sections in the places that I thought they should go. And then I had my Cavatelli, which was fantastic. I love that Cavatelli so much. Um, I made sure that I didn't spill any down my shirt, which made one, one trip in a row. Now my new streak where I haven't spilled <laughs> Cavatelli down my shirt. And, um, when I got home, I cleaned my kitchen and then I heated up the rest of my Cavatelli and I watched a really really bad football game, which was Denver and Indianapolis. Oof. Yeah, that was horrible. I saw some guy posted online after that game that uh, everybody who watched that game should get two free months of prime just for watching it. <laughs> funny. I, I saw the one where the guy who was uh, the news guy after the game on their local Denver channel, just apologized to everyone for making them watch it or that they actually watched it. So yeah, it was, it was one of the worst games I've ever seen football wise. And I've watched a lot of high school football. So 
it was bad. Um, Friday I worked from home. I grabbed some dinner in the evening and I don't know if you've ever had a hamburger with a fried, not a, yeah, fried egg, a sunny side egg. egg no, I've never had that egg on top, but like there's a place here locally that, that, um, has burgers and they'll put, I usually get it with, um, bacon and egg and some cheese. So it's like a breakfast sandwich with a, but it's a burger and it is so good. I want to get one right now too. Holy cow. <laughs> um, and then after that I sat down, I was planning on plotting. And then my night dragged it a little bit and I, I just didn't get to it. And I sat down though and I watched the first episode of that show, Only Only Murders in the Building that we've talked about lately. Um, or as I like to say, the show with two of the three amigos, which makes me happy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I really, I did enjoy it. It was fun. Uh, the funny thing about it is, you know, when C uh, sent me that developmental edit back that she did for me, one of the things she talked about for my main characters what, what, is what she called the shard of glass, which is what happens in this, the characters like, background or life that makes them the character that they are that creates a motive for them and creates some intrigue and some mystery for them and and uh, all that stuff and it's that first episode i was like oh there's steve martin shardograph oh there's martin short glass. i can't remember what selena gomez's was but i know she talked about it at one some point i don't think they gave everything they just gave some hints to it but that's like the one big thing that i, that I took away in terms of writing itself was it, it's it's funny how like every or a, a large amount of the um, things you read or watch are structured the same. You right. can find that in that part of the show every single time, but yet they're still so different and they're still really enjoyable. Right. And right. Yeah, and it, it all really revolves around the uh, idiosyncrasies of the characters and of the environment in which they're in. It, that really changes the flavor and the feel of the stories. Like you say, the stories are basically the same. The structures are the same. It's just, you know, how, how you, how you hang the ornaments on the Christmas tree, I guess. Is Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I love star Wars. I've probably mentioned that once or twice. And uh, I tried to watch this Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter. I got like 30 minutes into it was bored and turned it off. It's the same movie. Mm-hmm. If you sit down and plot both of them out, it's the same thing, but right. you're right. It's all about the, the, um, the characters and the 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 uh, elements and the the scenery and all that stuff around it that goes along with the the story that make it you know made me like one and just dislike the other one. <clears throat> so that was yesterday. This morning I got up early to golf again. Mid forties, windy. Um, I hate wearing sleeves to golf, but I had to do that today. Um, and again, I birdied number four, the same hole. This time I hit my ball to the green and made a 12 foot putt for birdie, which is weird. I, again, I don't birdie holes very often. I'm not that good, but it's nice to get them. And I birdied the same hole back to back round sound, which was nice. And then we tried something new with our teams. You know, there's always four of us. So we always just play against each other one-on-one on one-on-one. So this time we played two, two person teams, each of the six holes. So the first six holes, it was me and John, the next six holes, it was me and Ken and the last six holes, it was me and Rob playing against the other. One. So you play with everybody on your team throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And we played for a dollar per six holes. And in the end I won one, I lost one and I tied one. So I broke even, which is always nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, but it was a good time. And I shot really, really bad, even though I had some good holes. I, I did not play well overall, but I, I'm excited to get that birdie again. Um, and then after I, after when I came home, I changed out of my muddy, wet, cold clothes. And I did something that I have not done in a good six to eight weeks. I went to Hothead um, to plot. And I thought, I really got to go somewhere else. I don't want to sit at my computer and watch college football while I'm trying to plot. Let's just go there. So I got there about uh, 145. And this time what I did was, okay, I need to really, really organize this. So I opened a Google document 
And I just started, I didn't copy or paste it. I just started typing from scratch based on what I had in the living writer, what I had in the developmental edit from C, what I had in my Google doc that I, that I had written down on Thursday, uh, you know, after I got, after I got the work and I really just started typing everything out in a nice paragraph form. And I have like bullet points. Don't forget to add this part in, you know, for some of the chapters and, and I, I, I chapter one is the hook chapter two is the setup. I really labeled it nice and it really came out, um, very, very organized and it really, it helped me get through the first 50% today. So when I left, well, here was the issue is that my, my dog was at my mom and dad's and my mom is a pretty big baseball fan. Um, which is weird because growing up, she was not, it's like my sister who's a football fan growing up. She couldn't stand, stand sports. It was very strange. My mom's so I didn't want to get to her house to pick up max while the baseball game was still going on because it's the second game of the three game series for the first round of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And they won yesterday. The Cleveland team won yesterday. And so I thought, well, I'll go when the game is over. So I opened up my laptop to check because I didn't know what the score was. I, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I, so I opened up and I opened the box score. It was zero zero in like the eighth inning. I think it was. So I thought oh, I'll, I'll just wait until it's over. This is an exciting game. I'll wait until it's over. So I just start working. I'm eating my burrito. Then I'm working through my plot and I'm wearing, I'm checking the box score zero, zero in the 10th, zero, zero in the 11th, zero, zero in the 12th. And I'm like, you know, it's four o'clock. I got to get home. I got to get my dog. You know, you and I are podcasting by six and I'm just, I'm watching, but I don't want to get there while they're, while she's in the middle of the game. I don't want to interrupt them. And, um, and then I look and it's zero, zero in the 13th. And I'm like, and now yesterday's game was the shortest playoff game in the history of baseball. They, it was like two hours and 15 minutes and the, and the, the Cleveland team won what two to one, I think it was. And today is now the longest um, game in terms of zero runs scored in the history of baseball. Um, so I'm like, I, I gotta, it's like four 45 and I'm like, I gotta go. So I jump in the car and I turn the game on and they ended up winning it with a solo home run in the 15th. Wow. Um, on, as I'm driving home or back to their house. So I got to their house about 10 minutes later. It was perfect timing, worked out well, picked up Max, came back here and got changed and then sat down and, and ready to podcast with you. So that's kind of where I am right now. Um, I do have questions for super editors see about like there are certain items that have to come out in this story like and i'm not sure when they should like revelations i'm not sure when they should come out like and i'm curious what her opinion would be of how this is an important revelation when does it come out hmm. and uh, so i'm probably gonna do the whole outline and then keep track of my questions and then email her the outline with my questions afterward and see what she says so yeah that um yeah that's where i'm at right now so you can actually claim that the cleveland guardians have never lost a playoff game Correct. They are two and zero in the playoffs. <laughs> Absolutely right. Yes. It sounds better if you don't do that part. Just say Cleveland Guardians. Just never. Yeah, we, don't wanna, we don't want to bring up the Indians' yucky past when it comes That's to right. uh, baseball. I don't think they've been to the World Series since what fifty. It's been a long time. Maybe, long I think fifty something. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's great having that. You know, we get the Browns here who have never been to a Super Bowl, and the the baseball team hasn't been to the World. Well, no, they've been to the World Series. They haven't won a World Series since the fifties. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it's easy for you, New Yorkers and you Los Angeles people to be fans of your teams because they win every now and then be a fan of a Cleveland team or in your case, a Detroit team. That's right. And, and you know, we're, we're real fans. That's, what That's I like right. Yeah. You know what real fandom is. Yeah, exactly. My week in reviews last Sunday, uh, after church in the morning, we, my wife and I went to the lighthouse coffee for lunch and then home afterwards I went grocery shopping and, as you'll see uh, later in the week, spent well, I always spend too much money when I go grocery shopping, but I just bought too much food. Uh, 
But then I spent the rest of the afternoon watching various snippets of the football games that were on in between reading from this big fat tome of a book I've got called uh, The Black Lizard's Big Book of Pulps. It's like <laughs> 1,200 pages long. And it's basically just a compilation of all the pulp story uh, stories from the pulp magazines back in the early 20th century, from the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Uh, and it's just one after another. And, well, you know, they have them arranged a little bit into, into uh, you know, the femme fatale or, you know, the the dirty gangster or whatever. Uh, so it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to, to look in, at the language that people were using when they were writing those stories back then. It's just, it's almost a foreign language. If you're not, <laughs> if you don't go slowly, you just completely miss on the nuances that they're throwing in there. Monday through Friday, each of the days I was pretty much spent working on the Master Bath Project, which is getting near to completion, believe it or not. Uh, the biggest thing I'm going to have left when I get back in a week is the building and installation of the vanity, which I hope will not take too much to do. I if, if I don't actually go out and just buy one instead, I may, after a week being away from the project, just say, I want to get this thing finished and just buy one and put it in. Uh, so I did that most most of the daylight hours, Monday through Friday. Tuesday and Thursday night, I did set aside a little bit of time editing a chapter each of those nights. That's how I got those 435 or whatever extra words. Creeping up on the last third of the book, uh, where there really shouldn't be a whole lot of change. I may add some to, or add a chapter. There's one spot where I think it's probably a little bit light. I kind of rush into the climax a little too quickly. So I may add a chapter there. Uh, if I do, I'll, that will is probably what will get me up over fifty five k, closer to six sixty k. Will you will you be worried or will you be disappointed if you don't get to a certain number? No, or? no, okay. no. I think I'm over, is, yeah, I'm over fifty k. That's fine. I think anywhere. Or she said sixty k. I think anywhere in the fifty to seventy k re, region. You start getting down towards forty k, and then you're starting to get a little bit short. People start thinking of those more as novellas and novels, especially when you fall, want to full, full price for them either. Right. Especially once you fall under 40 K. Although, you know, in the mystery genre, people are used to paying up for stories. It's oh, uh, really, yeah, it's not as price sensitive. Well, certainly not as price sensitive as uh, romance is. And some of the, let's see what other genres are price sensitive. Well, romance, I think is the most price sensitive because those people churn through so many books. Yeah. Um, maybe science fiction as well. But uh, from what I've read, anyways, mystery holds up pretty well in terms of pricing, at least, okay. you know, the, the price per word count. So that was Tuesday and Thursday. I worked on that. Wednesday, uh, late afternoon, Tammy finally noticed that the upper settling basin in our pond system, we've got a pond in the backyard that I dug out when we first moved here. It's about eight by 12, roughly. And there's an, uh, there's, that's the main pond, goldfish pond, you know, lily pads and things. And there's, but there's an upper pond that I, we use as a settling pond, kind of a natural filtration system that we always plant up with irises or equisetum or other plants. It allows, you know, the water filters through the roots and stuff and kind of pulls all the nitrogen stuff out from the fish. And you don't have to actually have a filter system. Well, a couple of months ago, maybe now, the, we realized that the pond had really dropped in terms of its level. Like I'm talking a foot or almost two feet uh, in, in water. And I couldn't find where the, where the leak was coming th- from right off. Sometimes, you, you know, you get a branch blows out of the, 
trees above and it stabs the liner or something that you have to patch. Didn't have anything like that. So I decided, well, it must be the upper settling pond. It had gotten so choked with vegetation that I was afraid it was it was backfilling, that it was kind of forming a little dam in there. Water was leaking out that way. So I just pulled the hose from the pump out of that, put it into the main pond, filled it up. And yeah, sure enough, the upper something was wrong with the upper pond. So I decided, well, you know, the only way I can get in there and really look at it is I have to get all this vegetation out. Well, unfortunately, this upper pond, the root, it was packed full of roots from these irises that had been growing all summer long. And this root ball is like four by five by about three foot deep. And so wet, it probably weighs close to two or three tons would be my guess. So I decided I'm just gonna have to let this dry out. So she finally noticed that the thing had dried out because all the foliage of the irises had fallen over. And these iris stems, uh, leaf, leaf stems were probably four foot tall, at least four to five foot tall. So yeah, sure enough, it had dried out, which was great. Now I thought, well, okay, I'll just go in there and just manhandle this root ball out of there. It should be, no, not a chance. I couldn't even budge it. I finally had to winch it out with a win- a hand winch. And it was probably close to a ton just by the way the winch was operating. But eventually I did get it out of there. It just kind of peeled away from the liner, uh, filled up the, the upper settling pond with water, let it run overnight. It was fine. So that what I diagnosed it as just being too dammed up with all this plant material was right. So that was good. There was no leak. Didn't have to patch anything. Now I just have to, as of Wednesday night, just have to get, do something with this huge root, root ball. So late Friday afternoon, I spent, after working in the bathroom, I spent chopping up that root ball with a hand axe, which given all the dirt and everything that was clogged up in there and, and stones and things was not an easy task. Probably took me a couple hours to chop it up because part of it I wanted to save to replant the upper pond, but the other part I'm just I just wanted to throw back in the compost pile. This is outside um, in your heat. Outside in the heat, although the heat hasn't been too terrible this week, it was probably in the low 80s, and you know, getting towards evening it was probably dropping into 70. So it wasn't bad at all heat wise. It was just you know a lot of physical labor. It's like you said, you know, physical labor, yuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm kind of get to that point. But anyways, I got that done. And uh, so that that's good. Everything by the time we get back uh, in a week, I'll be able to go ahead and replant that upper pond. I got to do something to keep it from filling in as much, which probably means I just need to get out there every month or two and just pull some stuff out by hand. Uh, Saturday today, I spent all day, all morning and most of the afternoon cooking what was left in the fridge. Because like I said earlier on Monday or or Sunday when I went shopping, I bought way too much food because I completely forgot that we were leaving for a week. Oh no. Yeah. So I have a refrigerator full of vegetables and fruit and stuff enough to last us about about two weeks, two to three weeks, which is usually how I shop. Um, So I had to cook up a bunch of things, freeze them, but I also was able to put together some uh, packages of food for us to take on the trip. It's basically a day and a half trip to get up there, 15 hours of actual drive time to get there and 15 hours back. So we stay overnight someplace. And although I don't mind going out to eat, uh, I don't necessarily always enjoy that. So this time we'll be taking food uh, on the road with us. I've got one of those coolers that uh, plugs into the wall that... uh, That, you know, I can get it down to 40 degrees. So it gets down to a mini know. fridge almost. Yeah. Basically it's a mini fridge. It's, it's a real old one. It was given it, given it, it to me by one of my cousins whose father had it way back when my mom can remember years, like maybe 30 years, 40 years ago, him bringing it to the, uh, to picnics and things, but it still works. So that's all that matters. Yeah. 
There you go. Um, so yeah, so that was basically my week. Uh, next week or tomorrow, we're or actually this evening, I should say, I'm uh, packing up some clothes, getting ready to leave. And you'll be gone how long? Be gone a week, basically. I hope I, I hope to be back next Saturday, maybe even in time to record. We'll have to see. Yeah, if I'll not, maybe we can record Sunday. We just do something in the evening. I think. Yeah, yeah. That probably that probably work. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So I all the way down to my news. I don't really have any news, although I did forget to mention in my my recap that I I went to my uh, Audible account on Thursday while I was at work, <clears throat> just looking for something after lunch to listen to for a little while. And I actually have two books that I've downloaded that I have started and just hadn't gone back to yet. I will. I just haven't yet. Um, but the first one was the uh, man. I don't remember even what it was. Um, the second one was that Thursday night murder club that you mentioned a couple weeks ago. I ended up getting it just to check it out. Uh, and so far so good through that one. I just haven't, I just, I don't know why I just don't go back to it. I do that with TV shows too. I'll watch like the first in movies. I watch the first hour of a movie and then, okay, I got to go to bed and then just never go back to it. I don't know why. Um, the first book was the broker by John Grisham, which I really liked this one. Um, was, uh, remember we talked, remember about Agatha Christie, uh, Perot having, uh, the new writer, write some right. Perot books. I didn't realize this, but I had listened to the first book she had written a couple of years ago. I did not realize that it was the new author at the time. I think it was called the monogram killers, or the monogram murder, something like oh, that. Really? Yes. And it was good. I really, really enjoyed it. It was long, but I really liked it. Um, so Sophie Hannah is her name and she was on, uh, I think Joanna Penn's podcast, I think, or was yeah. it one of the other ones? Or was no, it Mark I, th Dalton? I think, I think it might've been SPF. Yeah, okay. She, one of those um, about, God, I don't know, two months ago. I remember listening to the interview with her while I was driving to a golf course, which I guess that's not a, I mean, that's usually a safe bet uh, when I'm listening to something in the car. It's because I'm on my way to a golf course. Yeah. Um, but I did not realize it until I was looking at the new, and it just popped up as, you know, the it, Audible gave me like a next one in your series mm -hmm. on the ones I've listened to in the past. And this one came up and I, I clicked on it. I went, oh, this is the next one in this, in the series. I might as well download it. So I downloaded it. And I listened to the first, I don't know, two hours of it while I was working again, really, really enjoyed it. Cause I love pro and it was, it had, uh, uh, inspector inspector detective, whatever he is Jap in it. Who's from the TV shows and from the books who I really like. So it was, it's good. And, and now I have these three books that I have to determine when I'm going to listen to each of them. And cause I, I mean, I'm looking at it, my thing right now, I have 10 hours left in one, 12 hours, in another one and eight and a half hours left in the, in the Perot book. That's a lot. And I only work one day a week in the office. I, I don't really want to listen to it at home, but I could while I'm working. It's just, if it's something I need to be really pay attention to, I can't listen to it while I work. Cause then I won't pay attention to my work. So right. I have to try to determine depending on what I'm doing that day for work. If it's kind of mindless programming, I can listen to stuff, but if it's not, um, then I have to not listen to it. So I got to figure out what I'm going to listen to all these books, but I'm happy that I have them. Yeah. And, um, that, and that's my problem with audiobooks. I don't mind them. I, I guess I kind of enjoy them a little bit, but I have to be doing nothing else in order to pay right. attention to them. And so as a result, I never listen to audiobooks at home, almost never. And yeah, I, I get them for, for road trips, which, you know, make quite a few road trips. So that works out, but can, you know, for, even if you're on the road for 20 or 30 hours, that's generally only one book, one to two books. Yeah, right. So you don't get through very many. But I'm glad you mentioned uh, Sophie Hanna again because I need to uh, I need to get those books, uh, get them on my phone so that I might maybe have a chance to to uh, listen to them. I'm not sure what I'm going to listen to on this during this trip. If that third book in the Thursday Night Murder Club series is out, I'll probably listen to that. I'm going to have to go look and see. 
if it's come out yet. Funny, I, now that you sure. say road trips, um, I do have a road trip coming up in in three weeks. I'm going to Pinehurst, North Carolina for golf, but it's about a nine hour drive for me. The and I'm going to be by myself, but the first that's a Sunday. So I'll be listening to football for a lot of that drive, but early in the morning from like six to 10, maybe six to 11, I can probably listen to one of these books or listen to a, a yeah. large amount. Of it, and then it's all football from there. Yeah. Um, and then on the way home, probably going to be a Thursday evening or a Friday all day type thing. So I'll definitely listen to something then. Um, and then I have the Vegas flights coming up after that. So you know, two, a week and a half later, a week later. So I do have some time where I can listen to these over the next, uh, over the next month and try to get through as much of it as I can. <laughs> yeah. You've uh, got, you've got a lot of time to start two or three new ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I probably get another credit in the next couple of weeks. So who knows? I probably will. Um, yeah. Yeah. On that, on that Libro FM, I just pay a monthly subscription and every month I get a credit. I think I probably have about probably 10 credits just banked there. that I just mm-hmm. haven't used ever. Uh, yeah. So again, I don't have any news. Do you have anything? No, no. It's like I said, it's been a quiet week other than just working around the house. I actually haven't even really gone out, but once or twice in, in, in the car, uh, we, we went most of the week, but four, about four days, three days into the week and realized that our cars were in the wrong order because my pickup is usually <laughs> behind my wife's car, but she had gone out and I was and had pulled in behind me and, because it was late at night and, she, and we had never moved them around. So that, that's funny. Um, I, I, I go to golf twice a week now, Saturday and Sunday, and I go to work on Thursday and that's really it. I mean, I went to hothead today. It's the first time I left my little town where I wasn't going to golf or work in like two months, Right. you know, everything else I just do around the town. Well, once the, the Saturday, Sunday golf ends, which will be within the next couple of weeks. Um, and then I have the trip to Pinehurst and the trip to, to Vegas. Once I get back from Vegas in November, I'll be leaving my house once a week. Yeah. Unless I start going somewhere to write, which I really did enjoy today. I really missed sitting in the restaurant and having no other distractions and just writing. I mean, I, I got so much done today. So don't be surprised if I start doing that more. The big question um, is, did they miss you? So that place that I go to, Hothead Burrito in Niles, Ohio, has so much turnover. They are constantly turning their staff over. I did recognize the manager um, I'd seen her there, you know, since I've been going there for the last couple of years, I walked in and, you know, she recognized me. Um, and I said, Oh, new glasses. Cause she got glasses. I had never seen her in glasses before. So we talked about that, but none of the other people on the line knew uh-huh. who I was. Okay. And, uh, but like she, she said to me, you're getting a burrito, right? No rice. I'm like, right. Like she remembered, yeah. but no one else had a clue who I was. <laughs> if I start going there again, that'll change. So, yeah. Um, the, the, the local sub shop here in town, they all know me. Uh, but I, I, I mix up my order every time because I don't want to walk in and have them go, Oh, I know what you want. Cause that I don't know why that drives me crazy, but it does. Um, yeah. I think I told you about a story when I was in grad school that I went to this Chinese restaurant so often, sometimes twice a day that they would just make the food as soon as I walked in. They never, even, never even <laughs> ask. <laughs> I love it. I, I always to had the same. Where- yeah, I'd I like to get to the point with with maybe one place where I'd walk in and the food would be just done. Yeah. It's like they know what time I'm coming in and they just go, okay, he's coming in today. Just make it. Yeah. Um, yeah be like, like cheers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, oh. Oh, okay. I had nothing there. Okay. Um, so in terms of my running list of future things to do, nothing's changed. It's the same. It's the same that it's been. It's a bunch of stuff I need to do mostly for this podcast or, you know, I, I have in there getting stuff ready for my first book, but that's obviously changing. Um, and it's just taking the time to do it. Um, I would love to tell you that I just don't have the time, but I do. And I just do other things during those that time. So 
you know, that's kind of how it works. Yeah. Same thing for me. My, my running list of future things to do has been stagnant for months and months and it'll probably just get erased at the end of the year and we'll just start all over. Do you think your running list of future things to do, which is grayed out on the, on the Google docs, cause you aren't going to talk about it. Do you think it grayed itself out or did you yeah, go and- it probably did. I think I, I've got two grayed out sections in this, in this outline, the, uh, the goals and the future things to do. And I think now that you mentioned, I think just every week I'm going to gray it out and make it lighter and lighter and lighter. And by the end of the year, I'll just disappear <laughs> until it's gone. Yeah. Like um, all right. So in terms of my addicted to, it's the same as last week, although I have a new addition Perot and Perry Mason. I've been watching a lot of Perot's in the evening and those are when I like sit down on my couch to actually watch TV. I'll put Perot on cause it's on YouTube and I can just watch it from the beginning. The Perry Mason is just like during the evening while I'm cooking dinner, getting the dog fed or like if I'm doing laundry, I just put that on. I don't care where it goes into the episode or where I turn it off. I just like having that sound. I always have a TV show like that. You know, the big bang theory was like that for a while. Seinfeld was like that, but eventually I learn all the lines of every episode. So I have to find something new and I'm sure that's what will happen with this at some point. And then I added to it City Skylines. I think I mentioned it last week that I was going to start playing it. Um, I did start playing it this week. It's like Monday I'll go in and I'll play for like 15 minutes. And then Tuesday for 10 minutes. So I'm like slowly building a city. Although yesterday I think I played for about an hour and a half while I was waiting for my dinner to get finished. That's my, my night. I said that my Friday night dragged. It's because I called to order this burger that had the egg on it uh, at like 525. And I said, yeah, I'll just come pick it up. And they said, okay, it'll be ready at 645. Wow. And I, hung up and I went, what? So I called back. I'm like, did you say 645? I just want to make sure I, I heard you right. And she says, yeah. And I go, I assume you guys are really busy then. And she said, yeah, that's what's going on. I'm like, okay, that makes which is funny because that place is open. I compare it to remember on Caddyshack when the, um, the caddies get to go swim and the sign says, yeah, pool open for caddies on Saturday from like one to one fifteen. Yeah. That's kind of how this burger place is. They're open like from three to eight, three days a week. And then on Friday and Saturday, they're open for like eight hours. It's weird. <laughs> uh, and they are crushed every time they're open, uh, which is probably why they, they do it that way. Um, so yeah, I, I did play a lot of it yesterday between making the call for my burger and going to pick up my burger. I played a lot of city skylines and I just enjoy slowly building a city. I think I really like the roads part. Like I would really love to design roads, um, I don't know why I just love watching. There's a, a guy on YouTube named Biffa Biffa plays games. I think that's his channel. And he does a lot of like 45 minute videos where people send him their city and then he fixes all their traffic. And I just <laughs> love it. So much fun to watch. So yeah. yeah, so that's really what I have. You're talking about, uh, memorizing lines from the shows and then having to move on to a different show. We watched so much of those pro bros and the Agatha Christie's when my son was growing up that we actually got to the point where we were talking to each other in snippets of dialogue from the shows. It was really strange. So here's something funny about that. Um, I had sent a note to super editor C about a week, week and a half ago. And she wrote back to me and she said, I grew up on Agatha Christie. She was a big deal for my brother and me. We still talk in our Perot voices. Yeah. So yeah, that must exactly. be what everybody does. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> Love it. Well, in terms of my addicted to, uh, it's just still only murders in the building. Uh, made it through the first season, or I will after this evening, uh, rewatching it. Interesting what the kinds of things you pick up when you rewatch re shows, things you just never noticed before. Stuff that's in the background, little tells of foreshadowing that you didn't realize. When you was know the ending. Right. You know the ending. You see those things. Oh, right. that's exciting. Yeah. 
Yeah, so there's, there's been so many of those things. I've really enjoyed that. And then, of course, The Guardian, uh, the newspaper. I'm just compulsive with that. I find myself looking at it three, four times a day just to see what's going wow. on over in the UK. And, and well, not only just in the UK, but what their view on the rest of the world is and, and the United States. It's, it's kind of interesting to okay. see a different view. Yeah, right. Um, all right. In terms of, it's going to be a short podcast. We're almost done just because we're both just doing a lot of stuff that in, includes writing when we can, or in my, term, my case, plotting and your case, editing. So um, my week coming up is uh, most days are pretty similar. I have Sunday, tomorrow I'm up early to golf, should be home by 12, 1230. Then I'll get ready for football and pretty much to pay attention to football all day. The Browns are on at one. I expect a loss, but I'm a Browns fan. That's what I expect. Um, and then afterward, I may grab my laptop and just continue kind of working on my my very neat uh, plot as I go through. I'd like to get that done ASAP so I can send it off to see. I really think I want to do NaNoWriMo with the new revision. Although now that I'm looking at it, the new revision is going to have a lot of chapters from the old revision that I'm going to be just editing down. But there are going to be some chapters that are written from scratch. So uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, working from home each of the three days. I am plotting at either at lunch or in the evening or both. Who knows? I may head over to my local sub shop one of those days or multiple days during lunch uh, because I, again, going to Hothead kind of renewed my interest in doing that. It, it was so productive today that I know I'll do better when I go to those places. Um, Wednesday, I'm supposed to work in the office, but I'm actually working from home on this day. I have my writer's club in the evening and um I will be uh, reading to them the rhyming story that I wrote because I don't have anything for the, the mystery that I wrote. So I'll be reading the rhyming story to them and I'll, it, you know, most people that read poetry in there, it never rhymes. Mine's actually a story that rhymes. So it's going to be interesting to see what they think of that. Friday work from home. You know, I say plotting at either lunch or in the evening, but Fridays I have ten tendency to not do so much in terms of writing, at least right now. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll go to the, the restaurant. Um, on Friday. That'll force me to do something on Friday. Saturday, I am not golfing my normal golf. Uh, I have a work outing at Top Golf in Cleveland at I think 1130, which were really, really fun. We did it last year. I had a good time um, and it'll be fun to do it again this year. And then I'll come back and I wrote on here, we'll podcast in the evening because that's what I write on every Saturdays. But it's more about when you get back and whether we do it on Saturday or Sunday. Um, and, and you just let me know whenever you can. I'll be ready uh, whenever you're ready. So, uh, and then the goal for the week is to just finish my first draft. I did 50% of it this week. So I'm pretty confident I can do the other 50%, uh, or did 50% last week, this past week. So I'm, I'm pretty confident I can do the other 50% this week. Um, so hopefully when I'm talking to y'all next Saturday or next Sunday, um, I'll have news that I finished kind of like, it's almost like a draft. It's like the first draft of my outline mm -hmm. and then I'll go through and I'll expand the chapters. Um, Actually, I might send it off to C first before I go and start expanding something because if she says, ah, this doesn't work there, I don't want to waste time expanding it. So I'll probably send it off to her with some of my questions, let her take a look at it and get back to me before I actually go in and expand on it. And I'll try to do it like I did my first book where I expanded each of the chapter, each of the chapters, um, and I went back and expanded them again. And then by the time I went back to write them, they were a lot of it was written just because I kept expanding the, the plotting. So, yeah, it should be a lot easier process this time because you're not really necessarily having to make up stuff new. You just have, you're just putting in different places. And, and I'm really wondering if by going through this process with her, 
if it'll make me able to finish the next book in let's say three months. Like if I can plot it over a couple of weeks using the same structure, mm-hmm. plot it really well for like a month and then write the first draft in a month to six, you know, six weeks, send it off to the editor and get it. Maybe not three, maybe not three months, maybe four months if you count editing and all that stuff. But I'm really wondering if I can get it done a lot quicker with my second, it'll be a lot less words than I normally write. Um, I'm really hoping that this can make the second book in the series be a, a quick write. Yeah. That would be really cool if it did. Yeah. Uh, my coming week, I've uh, got church tomorrow morning, and then we leave for the trip to Southwest Virginia, probably make it halfway, somewhere between Birmingham, uh, Alabama, and Chattanooga, Tennessee by the time it gets dark. I don't like driving after dark necessarily. Uh, when it gets dark, I want to go to bed, so, <laughs> which is becoming a problem with the daylight you know, shrinking down here, here in the fall. I find that after dinner, I'm not really up for doing much of anything. Uh, that's going to have to change. I'm going to have to knock myself out of that. Uh, Monday probably get up late and then drive the final leg to the in-laws. I don't like to get there too early in the day. We'll try to get there after their dinner. Um, there's some promise of fall foliage actually uh, up in the higher reaches of the mountains there around uh, where they live in uh, Blacksburg, Virginia. I don't know if you guys are having a fall color yet in your area or not, but uh, a little bit. Um, it's not like the big fancy orangish Browns, right. but we're getting a little bit. You can see it changing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really getting going up in Michigan. So it's going to come down there quick and yeah. hopefully up at about 3000, they live at about somewhere between 1500 and 2000 feet elevation up at that level. Usually they're pretty common or pretty similar to what Michigan's getting. So hopefully we'll have some nice, nice uh, fall leaves to look at. Tuesday through Thursday, I'm going to be doing whatever my father-in-law wants me to do. He usually has a list of projects. They, I know I'm going to have to replace a gas line on, on his uh, riding mower. Uh, I'm going to have to do some limb cutting probably. Hopefully I won't have to take down any full trees. Often I go up there and have to take down whole trees <laughs> that have gotten busted up in storms. But whatever he has, wants me to do, that's what I do. Try to make myself uh, useful while I'm there. Uh, get myself out of the house. Uh, evenings are usually quiet affairs around their house. They don't really do a whole lot. They kind of sit around, they like to sit around and talk. Sometimes I'll be able, uh, or some periods that where things are quiet, I might be able to get some writing done, but we'll just have to see how it goes. As long as I don't have to concentrate on what people are saying, I can usually do some things in the background. Uh, come Thursday, late, I'll have to pack up the truck. Uh, we're one of the reasons we're going up there is to bring back all these boxes and things that my mother-in-law has packed that we have to ship to Nigeria for her. I have to take them over to Houston to ship them out. Uh, the other reason is just to check on their health because they've been going through some some rough health uh, problems recently, and my wife's getting a little bit antsy, not really, not really being confident that they're telling her everything that's going on. So we have to go kind of check it out. Uh, Did Friday, you say- pardon me. Did you say Houston? Yeah, what we do is in order, you know, Nigeria is such a corrupt country and you don't get anything done without bribing. And if you just ship stuff, regular mail or like UPS or something, it gets quote unquote lost, you know, in the mail and stuff. So a few years ago now, probably four or five, uh, we found a place in Houston uh, called SGK Global Shipping. And they make a living out of shipping stuff into areas that are kind of sketchy in terms of whether or not your things will get there. So they have security teams. They have, and they they probably know everybody to bribe and all that kind of stuff. Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Yeah. And 
the reason why they're there and one of, and they're one of their big uh, customers are oil and gas companies. So they ship oil and gas equipment to different places overseas and make sh- make sure it gets there. And so we we started shipping through them all the things that we ship to the people we know in Nigeria that that we know that we want to get there for sure. Wow. Not cheap, five bucks a pound. So wow. it's you know typically when my wife is sending the the stuff that she works on for girls health there, we typically will send, you know, somewhere between five and 700 pounds worth of stuff. It won't be that much with just my mother-in-law shipping. So yeah, the bill usually comes in around, you know, 2,500 bucks or whatever for, for shipping, but it gets you there. Have to drive, you have to drive from Northwest Virginia to Houston first. Well, no, no. What we'll do is, well, we're going to bring it back to Baton Rouge. And then at some oh, point, okay. yeah, then at some point, uh, in the next week or so, gotcha. yeah, we'll probably end up re- because my mother-in-law likes to recycle and take old boxes and stuff and stuff and, and put them in. These boxes are often ratty and, you know, a lot of, sometimes I want to just repack her stuff. So I, I do that. And once okay. we get that done, yeah, then we'll take a, a drive over to Houston. It's about a four and a half hour drive to Houston. So we can okay. do it in, do round trip in a day. That's not too bad. Usually stop off on the coast for a seafood dinner, uh, okay. which is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Friday we'll head back to Baton Rouge, finish the trip on on, on uh, Saturday. Hopefully, try to get here before dark, and if I get here early enough, we'll be able to record. Uh, so next up, I guess is uh, best thing I wrote this week. I didn't really write anything too much. Like I said, I only had four hundred thirty-five new words, so I dove into the vault, which is the the dead lettered <laughs> drawer on my hard drive. Uh, for a opening paragraph to a short story that I wrote some time ago. It might be two or three years now. 7,000 word short story titled Slipstream. And this was the first uh, uh, paragraph in that story. And I I don't remember if I had this big bulk of pulps at the time, but I I suspect I did because going back and looking at this, it's got the style of some of these stories in this of the pulp era. Which is probably, yeah, which is one one reason why I pulled it out. I wasn't worried about myself. Guys in my line of work expect to have the occasional run-in with less than savory characters. But the other two tenants were old ladies, immigrant grandmothers of indeterminate age, who shouldn't have to spend their waning years wondering if it was safe to venture outside their apartment. Not that I want to tangle with Mrs. Grabinski. I'd give odds on her winning a knife fight any day of the week. She might be retired from the butcher trade, but every now and then I see her sitting at the window quietly honing a well-used fillet knife while staring daggers at the punks dealing drugs on the corner at the end of the block. <laughs> so that, 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 that kind of gives me the feel of those 1940s. Uh, I feel like that's Chekhov's fillet knife too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I, I I didn't do any writing this week. I don't have anything. I never thought about going back into the vault. So I might have to look into that. Um, I have a poem that my mom that I wrote when I was like six years old that my mom puts on Facebook um, every on my birthday every year. And it's called um, something about like a terrible day on my birthday. I'll have to look into that and see if I can find it. Yeah, you ought to. Man, uh, I wish I had that stuff that I wrote all the way through high school. Uh, yeah. That, got, that stuff got trashed so long ago. I can read like um, Niles high school football recaps from 2006 when I was the news editor or the sports news guy. That'd be really exciting, right? There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So that is the end of the podcast for this week. Do you have anything else? No, I'm finished. 
All right. I'm also finished. So if you want to get a hold of me, uh, Jerry at Jerry uh, My website is Jerry You can reach me on Twitter, Jerry E 25. I had a conversation today with podcast listener, Edwin downward about um, Rick Beto and getting caught into a rabbit hole. Um, which, I saw that. Yeah, I've done that. And he said he was doing that today, I guess. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Jerry E 25. Um, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Jerry Evanoff author. And we haven't talked about it much, but, uh, we need to figure out when we're going to record the next Patreon video. Um, if you want to see the first one, you can go to youtube.com and I guess search new author podcast. I put a link to it in the show notes. Um, or you can go to patreon.com slash new author podcast. It's free up there now. I don't know if the second one will be, but if you like what you see and you want to sign up, you can, you can be a fan for a dollar and you can see the, the, the stuff on craft that, that we're doing that Rich is putting together um, in the $5 tier. So we'd love to have you do that. Um, you can also get a, I talked about living writer. You can also get a, be an, uh, get a, a 14 day demo of living writer by going to the, the link in the show notes. Um, we're an affiliate for them. So if you click on that and you sign up, uh, they'll kick back a, a dollar a month to us just to help with the cost of putting this podcast together, but it doesn't cost you anything else. So feel free to do that. I can't tell you how many hours I've wasted listening to or watching Rick Beto's videos on YouTube that, and there's another guy, the professor or something. Yeah. You and I've talked about him, the professor of rock, yeah, Adam, Adam reader or read or something like that. I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I spent so videos. much time on doing that when I'm goofing off and should be writing. That's what usually what I'm doing. Something like that. Nice. If you want to get a hold of me, you can email me at rich at richkc.com or find me on Facebook at rich Casey author. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. And uh, we might be on Sunday next week, but either way, we'll talk to you next week at some point. Just yeah, take care, everybody. Your, uh, your subscription. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com.